eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, away we go on a Wednesday podcast. Al, hello. Oh, hi, Jerry. I just want to give a quick shout-out, Jerry, someone who uh, enjoys the program. Okay. Uh, both Boomer and you. Uh, shout-out to, on Twitter, Box Eating Dad wanted to uh, say he likes the show. What does his Twitter page look like? <laughs> Holy cow. Box Eating Dad. Okay. Just wanted to, I wanted to get that out of I wonder if he's got kids of age. <laughs> you know, I said, because he wrote to me on a DM, I go, oh, I go, uh, thank you, box eating dad. <laughs> and he goes, oh, uh, he goes, oh, I don't even have, he goes, I don't even have kids. Just, you got to keep them guessing out. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I said, yes, you do. Uh, there was a guy who uh, had written to me about, um, he direct messaged me about one of the podcasts I was doing with either Eddie or Celia, I think maybe Eddie, about, uh, regrets in life and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And this was a guy, I think I told you he moved to South Dakota. Yeah, we talked about him yesterday. You were talking about him yesterday, yeah. that he moved to South Dakota where the winter, it's a 26 below right. when he was uh, out walking his dog. Well, he wrote me back to, to say he heard the podcast and he, he has since, I just love this line. He goes, I moved back to Buffalo because of the bad winters. Oh my God. Imagine a wow. place. A place where you feel like, I mean, that's what life is all perspective, right? A hundred percent. So people think where we live is warm. Right. He now probably thinks from going from the South Dakota winters, which I had no idea were so horrendous. Mm -hmm. And now he feels like he's back in a reasonable Hawaiian tropics of (laughs) Buffalo. Yeah. Like he feels like finally, I got to get back to where the winters are reasonable. Yeah, that is pretty crazy, isn't it? And we think about Buffalo. As Siberia. Yeah, it's like having these just horrendous. Do you consider us having bad winters or no? No, not at all, actually. And even this winter with snow three times maybe, 
was relatively mild, and it's over. I mean, if you look at the long-range temperatures, doesn't mean we won't get rain. It doesn't mean we won't get a flurry or two. But the temperatures are not cold enough to warrant any type of winter storm any longer. Going now really through March, which they project through, winter's over. So, no, I don't. What I don't like as I get older, and I, and our hours are a part of this for sure, yeah. I hate get it going outside at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's 26 degrees out. It takes a couple of minutes for the car to get warm. I don't like that I got to park three blocks away and walk when it's 24 degrees out and the wind's blowing in your face. I, I don't like the cold. That's all. Yeah. But I don't think our winters are terrible, but they're yeah. not. You know what they're not? Phoenix, like where we were for Correct. the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and like uh, the winters too, like when it's cold and it's raining, I feel like we get a lot of rain we do. here. Oh, we do. We get a lot of rain. Even if it's not like a full-on downpour, it's like, I feel like it's always... It's ugly. It's always some point type of moisture falling from the sky. And it's very gray. Very gray. And gray is depressing. I don't care what you tell me, which is why we've talked about Seattle in the winter and why they have their issues with suicides and yeah. everything. It's It's a dark place. I remember when I was in Seattle, we went there and the day before we were going on our uh, cruise to Alaska. Yeah. And we flew to Seattle first, and it was leaving, I guess, out of the Seattle uh, uh, port, uh-huh. whatever it is. And I remember it was it was in the summer. had to be June. Gorgeous, probably. June and July. It was gorgeous, yeah. Sherry. And we were driving with the Uber driver. I said, man, this place. And the guy goes, that's the mistake you all make. You visit here in the summer. And then you move here. And you think it's amazing. And it's a disaster. Yeah. The overwhelming amount of time of the year. It's like two months they had. Like it was like July and August where it was like nice. And then just a mess. I mean, you're going to talk about a place I have no, never anticipate moving to. I mean, for a job, maybe. But we're talking, I don't even know what job it would be. Play by play of the the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, the Sonics if they come back. Yeah. Okay. My wife ain't going to Seattle though. Right. That'd be a harder one to convince people. Could I get her to Charlotte? Maybe. Orlando? Maybe. Miami? Sure. Maybe Phoenix and another. But, like, Seattle? Remember Danny from K-Rock? Yeah, of course. She's been in Seattle for probably... uh, That's a great rock radio town, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, great rock radio town. Hey, listen, if I was single, would I do it? Maybe. You know, I might for the job for... I might go try it for a couple of years, but with a family, I don't want to go somewhere it's going to be raining and yeah. miserable for that long. You'd have to get yourself a lot of cool rain gear. You think? Like the best boots, the best uh I don't rain want pants. rain gear. You know what I want? Me suntan either. lotion and uh, sunblock. I love a good suntan lotion. I like lotion, shorts Jerry. and a collared shirt with short sleeves. Yeah. That's what I like. By the way, we were both right yesterday. Which So way? I did pick up Joseph, went at school at uh, whatever time it was, and went right to the golf course. We went to Pebble Creek Golf Club in uh, Colts Neck. And got there, and it was beautiful out. I'm not going to say there wasn't a cloud in the sky. That's not true. But the sun was shining, mix of sun and clouds, 63 when I got out of my car. Really? We teed off, got right out, like, immediately. Teed off, wonderful. Second hole, beautiful. Third hole, not as sunny. Fourth hole, a lot of clouds. Fifth hole, misty. By hole nine, Misty and I would say fifty-two degrees, which yeah. is not terrible, but it changed. But an eleven-degree drop, it changed on you. And Jerry. it went. And when we drove home, we played. We wound up playing. I think twelve holes. I think it was on the drive home. It started to pour. Mm. So it was. We got it in, and it was fun. But man, it was. It a, changes. 
It was a very drastic change, very quick. And windy. It got windy. It changes quickly around here in the winter, Jerry. It does. Uh, another thing that a fellow from South Dakota wrote to me about, and when we were talking about... What's his name, by the way? Did you write that down? Uh, I do have his uh, email. He was just... Uh, he was a very reflective man, and okay. I guess because of the podcast I did with uh, Eddie, I was being very reflective about you know choices you make in life and 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 sure. things like that. His name is Christopher. All right, Christopher. So Christopher had previously in the email said to me that, uh, and he's right that that there's a they say like something like eighty five to ninety percent of the things we worry about mm-hmm. don't happen. Okay. So how much time we and spend I'm very big on this. Wasting time worrying about things. About things that are never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just a very simple example, I think, uh, you know, Gio had brought up how he spent the week leading up to today worrying about his dog is, was not going to behave. His mm-hmm. dog was going to be. And anxiety. Yeah. And nothing, it didn't happen. So all that time was wasted on worrying about the about something that didn't happen. Right. And that a lot of a lot of that is the case. I, I'm huge on that. I know that. I waste a lot of time. Anything you, you schedule out, once yeah. you get to within a week, you're consumed by it. Get consumed by it, And yeah. then it usually works out quite well. You actually have a good time a lot of those instances, and you just wasted a lot of anxiety, time, and brain power. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Christopher, who wrote to me, said that he uh, read the Matthew Perry book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Perry, who recently yeah. passed from Friends, and he said that was a guy who who spent a lot of time worrying about every. He turned every little thing into a problem. To which this uh, guy who wrote to me said he's starting to read the book, and and I actually think I might purchase this book and read it. Okay, called the Catastrophic Warrior. Yeah, that's you. It's about how you you take small things. And make them bigger than they are. Yeah, and worst yeah. case scenario, everything. Yeah, that's you. But I know all this already, and I still do it. So I don't know that reading another book, like or reading a book on it, would help. It's just going to confirm what you think. Yeah, honestly, like you know everything about yourself. You just either refuse to change or can't change. Yeah, and it's probably the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there. Like something holds you back from allowing yourself to go. They say sometimes, like you have to get to the. To the absolute bottom point where you can't take it anymore before you change. For mm-hmm. some people, and I think I'm probably one of those people. Like I would. What would be the bottom point? I like, don't know. Your life's not changed. I mean, aside from the loss of life within family, which is going to happen to yeah. everybody, there's nothing you can do about that, right? If but we- even that, like, like even like the loss of life in family for older family members mm-hmm. is understandable. It's part of life. Part of life. I'd be. Very thrown off, probably, if a, a younger person passed. For sure. No question about yeah. it. That throws a lot of people into a... But that can send you on a downward spiral that you don't come back from Yeah, in certain cases. I guess my point is you are very set in your life, your home situation, your relationship, your job. And if you really think about the last... I'm going to say the last five years. How is today different, aside from having the dog, which you didn't quite have yet? I've had the dog almost, not quite four years. Right. Like, how has your life changed? Yeah, I don't know. Not not too much. I don't think it has. Right. 
Um, so I don't know what would actually happen in your life that would trigger that rock bottomness. I, I think rock bottom for you is going to be the day you walk out of here, and it's not rock bottom. I think it's a basically turning the page and getting away from part of what you don't like and part of what you do like. It's just kind of what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I do think about that sometimes. Like, it's it's the same. Yeah, and I can't I can't fathom living like that. Yeah, you know, it works for you. Good for you. But does it work for me? I don't know. If you, it you drives do it me every crazy, day. right? I do it every day, but I, I'm still not sure if it works for me. I I don't know. Like I, you know, I'm sitting. I actually thought of you yesterday because when we were driving home, um, he my son said to me because you know can we go tomorrow. I'm like, no, (laughs) like it's February. We just got, we're good. Like I said, plus I got to take you for a haircut after school. I suppose we got dinner plans at six and you know, he's, he really is. He's a good kid. And he's, I said, no, that was the end of it. And then I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, all right, let me think. Like if I get him to his haircut, I tell Ryan to go quick. We could be out of there by three. If we could get, if I have the clubs in the car, we could get there by three twenty-five. We could get nine holes in, be done by 5, home by 5.30, quick shower, out the door at 5.45, meet my parents a little late at 6.10. I'm like, you know, I could do that. And I thought of you, I'm like, could you imagine if I ran this scenario by Al? No. He'd be thinking about it all morning. Like, how am I going to? But to me, it's fun. Like, and it's not chaotic. I don't like chaos. But I like a schedule, and that is very scheduled. I'd have to keep to it minute by minute to make sure it worked. There's, I don't know. There's a sense of like accomplishment when you have a great day. Like yesterday, for instance. Yesterday was, was it yesterday? Yesterday I went home. I did watch TV because I wanted to watch the Law and Order from the other night. I did finally watch Sam Waterston's final episode. So it was one hour. All good. Took a 30-minute nap. Went and got him. We went and played golf. I got home. I made him dinner. Took a quick shower, got changed, got in the car, had to go to the bubble in Marlboro. We had baseball practice from 7 to 8.30. Got home at 8.30, got changed, put the Nick game on at 9.02. I'm like, man, that was a day. But yeah, to you, you felt like, I, I felt like I accomplished a lot today. Yeah, and you know what? On occasion when I do run into those days, and they're, they're few and far mm-hmm. between by design, on the rare occasion where a lot of things run together in one day, I do feel like, boy, I really did a Lived. lot of a lot of things here yeah. today, and it went fast and it, and it moved along. Yeah, so and it's it's fun. Yeah, like, yeah, fun's different for everybody, but for me, it's being busy and active and engaging with my kids, and I just think it's a blast. Yeah, and I like to blame the dog for, like I said, like if the dog's home all day. And then I come home from work. I don't like to then leave the dog again. But when I lived in Madawan, I did not have a dog. Right. I had the same stuff. Didn't go anywhere. I went downstairs to the gym. Okay. And we're back upstairs. Right. You did your 30-minute workout. You're back upstairs. You shower. And here you're now you're back at it. Here I'm back. Right. Which was nothing. Looking out the window. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what. Uh, you know, I know I, I put it on the dog. But. I don't think it's all that much different than when I didn't have a dog. What would you say is, like, if you asked me, aside from, because we're still working, so aside from traveling nonstop, which I would love to do, I really would. I would love to mm. to island hop. I think it's that would be fun, but I, that's not realistic right now. 
If you asked me what my favorite thing in the world to do is right now, it would be take a vacation with my wife or more the family and play golf with my boys. I just think it's, for me, it's phenomenal. I love it. If I asked you what is your favorite leisurely thing to do, it would be what? I would say uh, going to dinner on like a Friday night. Okay. And, hmm. All right, no, let me rephrase it. Yeah. What is your favorite leisurely thing to do if work wasn't an impediment? It didn't impede you from doing it. You still got to go to work. Right. But let's just say your hours were, let's, you have to work. Let's say your hours were eight to two. So you really slept like a normal human being, but you were still home by four o'clock. So it wasn't, not the nine to five, yeah. but even eight to one. Like what, what do you love to do that you don't do on a daily basis or a weekly basis or even a monthly basis? Go to more shows, like more concerts? Is there something you want to play tennis? You just don't mm. have a partner? Is there something you like? No, I like fiddling around with the piano a little bit. Okay, so it's playing an instrument. But it's like what Gina says, the, all the things I like to do are... Alone. Yeah, as if she's right. Like, I like to fiddle around with the piano by myself. Mm, I do like to go to dinner. I do like... I do, too. I love going out. Yeah. I do. I do love... Uh, but again, this is like a really a solo thing, too. When I get up early on, like, the weekends... Yeah. ...to make a coffee and just... Sit there and enjoy a coffee with some cookies, Jerry. I, I, I'm love, living. No, I love live. The, the one thing I do love about Saturday yeah. and Sunday morning too, when I'm not traveling, is setting the alarm for six six fifteen. I know everybody's sleeping until ten, and you make the cup of coffee. I read the post. I do whatever work. It's just it's peaceful. It's quiet. My father in law, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, used to talk about that too. Like you'd work so hard all week. And he would get to that Sunday morning. He used to get up really early at like 530, uh, a little even earlier than I was talking about. And he's like, it was the greatest time of my week. It was just peaceful and quiet. Make my cup of coffee in the summer. He'd go sit outside as the sun's coming yeah. up. I agree. But that's not a leisure. I'm talking about an activity. Yeah. But I guess for you, it's playing the like playing an instrument, which is great. Yeah, you would think I'd get much better at it for for that being my solo thing. I really haven't. I think I'm not pretty much where I'm where I'm where I'm at. You're where but you're I, at. But I still enjoy playing around with it. Okay. Or just listening to like I, I yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy my uh, commutes and listening to podcasts. I enjoy that. But even to say everything is by myself, you know what? You're a single I know you're in a relationship. Yeah. You're not married, you don't have kids, like of course those are gonna be the things you like. Right. How would they not be? Like I couldn't I mean you could want to play golf. I know you're not interested in that, but yeah, that's, hmm. I don't know. I yeah. One it. of my leisurely activities used to be, I used to love going to like, um, record stores, interesting record stores to find things. But now you find anything you want on YouTube or whatever, like everything's hmm. out there. Now. Right. Where I used to have to like hunt down like Bruce Springsteen live outtakes and did, sure. Now they're just at the tip of my, Anything you want instantly. Yeah, instantly. This is like right there. So if I defined Eddie as like a hiker in his spare yeah. time, I guess you would be a pianist. Pianist. Yeah, right? I mean, that would be I guess what, so. you're, what you're striving to do more of. I guess that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I enjoy doing, yeah. I really think you should open the coffee shop. 
Yeah. I do. And you put a piano in there. And maybe you're the entertainment. When you, <laughs> well, I don't mean every week, but I mean from time to time. You sit at the piano whenever you want. Gina said, you know, I bought this um, this uh, uh, espresso maker. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, you, you know, and then you make your espresso drink. She goes, you, you don't even realize you're practicing for a coffee shop. Because I was might be telling her the different things like, yeah. oh, it's too much water in the Americano. Do-do-do. And it could be the type of thing that you might look back and be like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm not saying just quit your job and open it. I know you, you need to be there and you need to control it. But you could do it in a way where, you know, you're certainly there on the weekends and you get some, I don't know who you, the hell you would trust, but. Right. Someone to run it in the morning. That's the problem. You really would actually have to be out of here. I actually feel like I'd be, yeah. be I'd be better off of being the person where like I retire from radio at sixty, right? Then I go work at a coffee shop for like a single owner coffee mm-hmm. shop, not one of these chains. A single owner coffee shop where I become the guy who's there first thing in the morning that they trust. That they trust to run the which joint. is all good. The only thing that you don't want to have to deal with is you're still answering to someone yeah. who from time to time, and maybe only once or twice a year, they wake up on the wrong side of the bed or yeah. had a fight with their wife. And no matter what you did, you disgust them. <laughs> just And they're yeah. going to just give you crap that day because essentially you're still the employee. Yeah. Or I'll be looking at it like, I could be running this. I should be running this place. I don't think it would take you long yeah. to realize you could be, running that place yeah oh the smell of coffee jerry yeah i mean really think about how i don't want to call it easy it's not easy but i mean you're making coffee you know how to do that i do know how to make coffee yep you know it's a matter of getting that place and making it look the way you want and making sure you can make enough money to support it right and you have no interest if you didn't have to i'm not gonna ask you never mind never mind what's that no and it's it's a stupid question i was gonna say like you have no interest even if you weren't working anymore in going to games or doing anything like that. You, I, I think I would have more interest because... If you weren't around this every day? No, no, no. Also, I just think the the with the work schedule or anybody's work schedule, like the, the going, getting to and from things, like games yeah. when I have to be up early the next day or even in two, like, if you, I don't know. I just, I right. think when, when that part is out of your life, you're more up for like that's what i used to be when i was younger i'd be like uh you know to go somewhere to go to a concert i knew it was going to be a pain in the ass get in and out of metlife stadium to, or giant stadium to go to a bruce springsteen show but whatever i was going in because at, at what i was going to experience was going to be uh well worth the mm-hmm. hassle yeah sure now the hassle has taken over so the hassle is going to be much worse than the enjoyment of yeah. going to the event. And right. I think that gets reversed if you don't have Our hours daily work. Yeah, well, for sure. And also the fact that Fridays for you are going to be ruled out because you're exhausted from yeah. the week. Sunday's 100% out because you got to get ready for the week. <laughs> and Saturdays, you kind of have your routine right. and you don't want to waste your weekend. That's so, right. I mean, I have really put myself in a box, Jerry. Yeah, well, we've talked about that. Yeah. This we know. I mean, I am in a box. I mean, look at this book, The Catastrophic Warrior. Who wrote it? Anybody of note? That no, we nobody of note. It came out, and I looked in January 2023. I'm serious about this. You ever think about writing a book in your spare time? No. And making that a hobby? Just writing a book. Like, why not? Like, if you had something, even if it was like 
your life in radio, your a life memoir. in isolation, or what? Just like you, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I? Your mean. life as a prisoner in your no, own I home, something like that. I, I, from the standpoint of, even if you sold a thousand copies, yeah, and you made eight or nine dollars a copy, it's well worth your time. And it I is. think it's I can't, it would be cathartic. I think it's very good for you. Yeah, you know, like I. No joke. A friend of mine said, you know, he's he's got kids that are th- uh, three year old daughter and a six year old son, and he signed up to coach his son in baseball um, this year. And so he's the coach. He's already he's got his team, and he's already getting emails left and right. He's like, it's team, maybe it's clinic coach pitch. It might not be t ball, but he's already getting emails about practice here, what yeah. a uniform. What, and he you know reached out to me. He's like, how do you, how did you do this for fourteen years? Like, help me. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, it's going to be just fine. Don't worry. And he's like, do you ever think about writing a book? Like, as a guide or just your stories? He goes, you'd be surprised how many people would be interested. I'm like, one, I don't have the time right now. Maybe down the line. And then I'm like, two, how much are you going to make? And he literally laid it out that way to me. He goes, if you sold, he goes, how many calendars you sell? I'm like, oh, about a, this year, not so many, but last year, almost a thousand. That was pretty good. He goes, all right. He goes, if you sold a thousand books and you made Eight dollars a book. He goes, you'd profit eight thousand dollars. He goes, is that not worth your time to sit down and just get those stories onto paper or on a screen? He goes, you might like it. And I'm like, huh, it'd be good for you. Hmm. Like, what do you have to lose? Nothing, Jerry. Time, and I don't have it. <laughs> I just don't have the free time you're talking. About. Have you not listened to the last twenty five minutes? <laughs> oh right. Oh that, Jerry. I see what you're saying. That's funny. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up program. I got to get this dog out of here. <clears throat> she was very good. She, she really was. She behaved herself as I, as I thought she would. Very much so. She was great. And uh, tomorrow's Thursday. It we'll is. We'll be yes. back. And then uh, then it's Friday. Pizza Friday for me. Very excited. Pizza Friday. I very miss excited. my pizza, man. Pizza Friday in the house. All right, Jerry, so. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Are we a couple minutes after 5 o'clock? Here we be. It's Wednesday? Wednesday. Hi, the Eddie Scazzeri. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi there, Jerry. It's bring your dog to work day today. Yes, uh, I got uh, Fluffy right here. Uh, Fluffy, your dog yes. is here, Jerry. I got Cooper, Eddie's dog. Uh, Whimsy's here. Uh, Gio's dog, Elvis, is uh, has not yet arrived as far as I know. Right but, on. Uh, you know, these dogs are out of their elements right now. They're just wandering around a radio station. I'm well, waiting. yours is sleeping right next to you. Well, You're finally, good. I got her. Yeah, so she's sleeping here. But, uh, you know, I don't know if dogs, like, they do they pee on stuff? I have no idea. Like, uh, do when they go in. Well, yours does. It vomits all over the place and has diarrhea. Yeah, no, when it's, when it's not feeling well. Right. But I'm just saying, like, in general, like, I know my dog doesn't pee in my house. But if she's here and smelling things, is she going to pee on the carpet in here? She I have might. no idea. Right. Very possible. And that's not my fault. You told me to bring my dog Correct. in today. Exactly right. No, there's this is this is fault free. Fault free Wednesday. Then they did a thing where they've uh, the farmer's dog set up this like corner of the of the uh, radio station where they've they've got I signage, see a fire hydrant. Yeah, it's a real fire hydrant. I know it's I not see. connected. I saw. But do they want the dog to pee on the fire hydrant? I think they want you to take photos of the dog near the fire hydrant, but not peeing on it. Correct. Well, I think as long as a, another dog hadn't already peed on it, because that's what happens. They mark their territory. Yeah, mm. I don't think humans have anything like that. Right? You don't. You don't pee on a fire hydrant. No, but like anything, like if you go to someone's house, you don't leave your mark anywhere on their their couch or in their kitchen when you're there. No, just you to leave show. your stink. Sure, you do. But do you do it in a in a form of domination? Like I'm gonna let this guy know I was in his house in his kitchen. Here it goes. I think that happens, yeah. And you just drop a deuce in the kitchen. Like, I, you would never do that, Jerry. I think some people, but they will use your bathroom to do that. On purpose. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I think you're I right. I think there are certain people that will do that on purpose. In a dominating uh-huh. manner. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Uh, thank you for allowing me into your home. I'm going to use your toilet. Like when you had the contractor over. Oh, my God, Jerry. <laughs> that was so... What do you do? The guys were putting in... Uh, you don't do anything. A kitchen He counters. dominated you in that spot. Oh, he just dominated my bathroom. And you've never been able to get it out of your head. He won. I had a move. <laughs> that was Basking Ridge. I left. He won. He won, Jerry. Yes, he did. I was like, right out of town. Gone. See ya. I's got to go. Yeah. No, I think it's going to go great today. Okay, good. good. We're already an hour into it, so we we're are. fine. We've got two dogs here already. A third dog yeah. showing up. An hour down, five to go. Right now, these what dogs could have, go wrong. Right now, these dogs. What could go wrong is my whimsy girl's got like a, um, a sensitive neck. Mm. I'm nervous. Boomer gonna roughhouse her. You know, how Boomer's rough. Yeah, you grab her by the neck and shake her. I don't she think gonna be will. in trouble. I'm gonna sue him. I don't, Michael oh, the bull you, You've off. always wanted to sue. I have always wanted to sue somebody. You're so Jerry. funny if you actually sue Boomer. <laughs> Like all these years later, work with Boomer 17, 18 years, and I, lawsuit. Uh, you hurt my dog's neck when you pet her. I'm suing you for $7 million. $7 million. Oh, mm. man. I just saw something about, you know, all these, like, cable companies are, like, not making money, like CNN and all these. I just saw that dude, Don Lemon, who had a CNN show. They got rid of him. Yeah. 
They had to pay him twenty four point five uh, million I, dollars. Al, I don't get it. I do. I will. I mean, the, the guy had like two hundred thousand viewers did, tops. Did you see the story with Colin Cowherd? That a, a woman's in his driveway. Yeah. He lives on the same block as Taylor Swift. Yeah. What in the hell is Colin Cowherd making? Yeah. So Colin Cowherd. I don't, I don't understand. Well, you got to also remember this part of the story, Jerry. Colin Cowherd was returning to his home. He was returning there because he was at his vacation I, home. Yeah, I know, I know. And when he got home at 9.30 at night, there was a woman, a younger woman, but of driving age, in his driveway. He said, what do you, may I ask why you're here? And he, he thinks that she thought she was at Taylor Swift's house because she lives 10 houses away from Colin Cowherd. Now, what? I get the sense this is not a situation where Colin Cowherd had the old home on the block no. You know, the $250,000 one-story, two-bedroom home. Yeah. And some builder came in and put up a $20 million house yes. for Taylor Swift. Like, so crazy. I do not for the life of me. I would love to sit down with an executive and explain it to me. Because yeah. it makes zero sense how people that are, I'm not saying they're not successful. But good Lord. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it doesn't, the math don't work. Does it make sense? It's it fun. just doesn't. Yeah. That CNN thing really blew my mind. Because, like, we know CNN does not have a lot of viewers anymore because of, you know, what's going on with cable Yet and they all that pay stuff. their, quote-unquote, talent millions 20... upon millions of dollars. For what? They owe Don Why? Lemon $24 million. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. It I'm really even, is. I mean, I'm, I kind of know who Don Lemon is. I don't know what he stands for, what his... What his main uh, arguments on life is like, I don't know. But I even no putting idea. all that aside, even let's say he's popular, the network is struggling financially. Yeah. They have no ratings. What are you getting paid for? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Jerry. I, I don't either. I really, I yeah. am beyond confused. And you got by Colin Coward walking his dog. There's Taylor Swift walking her dog. They're in the same neighborhood, Jerry. Yeah, I know. What's this- going? This, the only thing that would be equivalent to this is you parking yourself in the uh, driveway of someone in Colts Neck thinking you're in Bruce Springsteen's home. That'd be so great. Some rando guy just shows up and be like, what are you doing in my driveway? <laughs> and, then Craig, Spring- and then Craig walks out. <laughs> is Bruce Springsteen here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what Colin Coward said, that the girl said, is your house for sale? It was 930 at night, <laughs> and he has no right. uh, signs on his lawn saying my house for sale. My Lord. You had to call the cops, Jerry. There were cops all deep in this. I saw another squatter story Ooh, where a woman, I think it was in Malibu, I think, but yeah. it was a very expensive home where it was, it, no one owned it. It was actually up for sale and it okay. was vacant. So a woman took it over and started- a Squatter. And, yes, and started filming all her OnlyFans stuff inside. Oh. And the real estate company finally decides to get it on the market. <laughs> they go to put the sign on the lawn and they notice the lights are on. <laughs> right. They call the cops. They ultimately got her out, actually. Oh, that's but good. But she was there apparently for them. And she showed the cops like this phony lease agreement, which they could tell was phony. Okay. And it wasn't very well done. Yeah. They did get her out, but she was there for a few months, just like living there. I'm going to live here now. This is my house. I might live here at WFAN. I might just live here. All Why not? CeeLo I... does. That's <laughs> true. CeeLo <laughs> does live here. He's got a bedroom. He does. He's got pillows yeah. and bedding. I do love when I come in here on a night where if I'm filling in for more Greg and CeeLo's here and you walk in and you see the sleeping bag, 
the blanket, a yeah. suitcase. Just piled <laughs> Dude, up like, by his desk. Poor right. guy. A pillow, blanket, suitcase. Yeah. Snacks from Wawa yes. from the night before. Now, I'm known to stay here, too, once in a while yeah. when I get here at 3 o'clock in the morning. But this poor guy is showing up at midnight and, like, getting a night's sleep. Now, the old WFAN that was in Astoria, yeah. Queens, that used to have a shower. I don't think anybody it did. used Upsta- it. I used it many times. You did. Oh, yeah. All, place, all the way upstairs. This place could use a shower. Yes, it could. Now, the only problem with the shower in Astoria was there was uh, terrible water pressure yeah. and very little hot water. So it was not the greatest of showers. Great. It, well, it, here's what it was. Better than not having one. Yeah. But that was all the way upstairs, which I use many times. And the other thing, too, was the benefit of working for Mike and Chris, as I did, was after they took over the IMUS office, I had a key to their office, which became the which was the IMUS office, and um, Boomer and Carton took over their office in the back corner, which you remember. Yeah. Did a beautiful leather sofa back oh. there. And Mike always told me, you need to stay here because I used to work all week, and then I would stay and do the overnight updates Friday night into Saturday. So he would let me go sleep on the couch. See that, Jerry? One day you're sleeping at WFAN on yeah. the couch. The next day you're in the same neighborhood as Taylor Swift. This yeah, is how quick the business. So. I guess so. The business moves, Jerry. Yeah, maybe. Although I'm not living near Taylor Swift, nor am I in California. I worked with Colin Coward in Tampa. He did a morning show. Did you think he'd be worth $100 million no. a year? Yeah. I thought I did find him very funny. He was very funny back I'm not then. saying he's not funny. I didn't think he'd be worth but, $100 million. I mean, this is the thing about this business that is amazing to me. And it, and it's hap- it happened to Mike towards the end of his run here, obviously. Colin Cowherd online is a joke. Like, Funhouse has these him. unbelievable polar opposite takes from the guy who says one thing one day, the yeah. complete opposite the next day, and acts like he didn't say the wrong thing the day before. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a, it's become this running joke the way, you know, Mike used to do the same thing at the end and then Funhouse would post both clips. It's almost like the dumber you act, the more money you make. Yes. Jerry, I believe it was the great Cat Stevens who said, ooh, baby, it's a wild world. It is a wild world. Yes, it is. It is wild out there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there was a uh, Will Ferrell does a podcast, I guess. Now, yeah, I'll, I just listened to this. I'll have the audio coming up at uh, well, I don't know if I'll have it at six thirty, if not seven thirty. I'll have one of the dogs, Jerry, cut the audio for you, and we'll, we'll send him right to work. This is not Will Ferrell's podcast. He was on oh, a it's podcast. Not. Okay, it was my mama told me. My mama told me podcast. Of which when I searched, Good my mama God. told me to try and find it on social yeah. media. Uh, a lot of pornography uh, popped up on my. Well, my mama told me. Yeah, and graphic. that's a genre now. Apparently so. And when I say a lot, I mean three clips, not yeah. it wasn't like it was all over, but yes, it's probably looking for the clip. An offshoot of MILFs. You know what I mean? My mama told me, and MILFs probably go hand in hand. How, what? Well just I mean MILFs has a No, but it's M I L F makes sense. Yeah. Mama told me once Yeah. About what sexually, Al. Oh. <laughs> My mom didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> Thank God. That would have been an awkward conversation. <laughs> Did you have a sex talk from your parents? I did, yeah. Really? Yeah. Both of them? Uh, my dad. He sat you down one day? Yeah, well, it was part of our education at school. We had to have the conversation. Oh, at the, so the school set it up so they're like, did you have to say to your dad, hey, school yeah, we wants need to, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, did school reach out to dad? There was the parent-teacher conference oh. where they were told that, you know, this year this is what we're going to be doing, and at some point you need to, when we get to this chapter, and we did. It was like it was homework. It was weird that the... A lot of times in school, in my school, 
the gym teacher was the health teacher. And it'll, that's weird. Especially back then. Yeah. Like the creepy. gym teacher was kind of a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> pervert, creep, gym teacher. type. <laughs> in sweatpants, then the telling night, me yeah. about STDs and all sorts oh, of stuff. The 1970s gym teacher. Sorry if I'm insulting you out there. And then was that a, that, was that a weird conversation to have? No, because we went over it in school already. It really wasn't. Okay. No. Was he like, you put this here, bing, bang, boom, you're pregnant? No. I, I don't believe those words were spoken the way I've spoken them yeah. here. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember the, the wording of it. I do remember sitting down with him, though, and going over. Diagrams and things? Yeah, I guess. It was like the book that we had. <laughs> really? It was a family life book, it was wow. called. Wow. Yeah. Oh, family life book. Yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. It was, a whole, it, was, it was a lot in that book about raising a family, what it's like to... Um, be in charge of a family and responsible for children. And you know, I never had that talk. And now look where I am, yeah. Jerry. I had nothing. Right? You got your. I got a dog got over a dog here. Dog deer, right? Right. Someone would have told me about raising a family. Maybe I have one. Perhaps. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yes. Seems like you know. I don't like to have responsibility. I don't like having responsibility of a dog. You know, I, I was responsible for other and, humans. And think of this, you actually went out and got the dog. Yeah. The dog didn't happen. Right. You made the conscious decision to go get the dog. Oh, yeah. You could not tell me no back then. There's a lot of people that are parents by mistake. Yeah. You are not a dog owner by mistake. You actually contemplated this for well over a year. Yeah. And then ultimately decided this was the best decision this for be, you at that time. This is going to be great. And then six minutes after getting the dog, you realize what a dumb decision this was. <laughs> Actually, I, I when I got the dog, then I worked from home for a year. That's true. That is true. It was when I returned. I was like, you know, it's probably hmm. true, too, that without the pandemic, you don't have a dog. You were probably very lonely. No, I this this I started this in motion before the pandemic was true? even a thing. Yeah, yeah, but I think the pandemic added to it. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't consider myself one of those pandemic dog people. I think the timing just worked out. I think I would have right. done it anyway. Perhaps I would have made. That we'll st- never know. I would have made that same mistake anyway, Jerry. Maybe, maybe we don't know. Ooh, baby, baby, Ooh, it's baby. a wild. So anyway, world. Cal Ripken. That's oh, where yeah. this the started. Will Ferrell, yeah. yeah the, so it's a podcast to black comedians. Okay. And I only say it that way because as I play the audio, when they introduce him, they say this is the first time we've had a white guest. <laughs> okay. First white guest, Will Ferrell. It's yes. a good one if you're going to go uh, Very good with one. a white guest. He was guest. funny. Yeah. And, and he, Will Ferrell said he kind of believes that the old the story that the Cal Ripken, uh, the Cal Ripken's wife was sleeping with Kevin Costner and he... Kevin Costner, and he got into some sort of scuffle. A fight. And Cal Ripken hurt his hand, mm-hmm. gets to the ballpark, knows he can't play, but the streak is in jeopardy. Turn out the lights, yep. power failure. And then they had, according to Will Ferrell, I don't, I mean, I sort of remember this yeah. a little bit. I don't have a great recollection of it. According to him then, which seems weird because you don't usually get that, he said they had two days off after that as well. Mm. So it gave him a few days to get the hand back in order so yeah. he could play. So I don't know if there was a maybe an off day and a rain out, something like that. But, yeah, he was. He said it checks. The story checks out. Yeah, I love a good conspiracy theory. I don't buy this one for a okay. second. How about you? I don't know enough about it other than what I read this morning. Yeah. And, like, I vaguely, like I said, I vaguely remember it kind of. Uh, but listening to him, I have no. Yeah, I don't know. We they, a, bo- they both deny it. Who knows? We need a 30 for 30 on this. Plus, is Cal Ripken still with his wife? Uh, that I'm not sure about. Because that's a hard thing. You walk in, 
and your wife said, I don't care if it's Kevin Costner or Kevin James or Kevin Jones. Mm-hmm. Your wife's stuck in some other guy. Yeah. In your bed? You're throwing hay. You're going to stay with her? No. So if they're still together, I don't know that I buy it. And I don't want to hear about second chances and throw that crap out the window. Gone. Like she's sitting there having sex with another man in your bed. Get out. Right. That's a, That seems to be a non-negotiable. And same thing for you. Right. If she walks in on you, get your ass out. Yeah. That's non-negotiable, Jerry. I would think so. At the very least, you get a fresh new mattress. <laughs> At the very least. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Because you had someone else in that bed. <laughs> Jerry, let me tell you something about suing people. Because that's what I want to do. Another day is here. And you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get on to your next topic, just a little deep dive into Cal Ripken real quick. So, they did get divorced in 2016 after 29 years of marriage. Wow. Then quickly got remarried a couple of years later. Good to for him. Two other people. To another person, to another woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's been married. It's his second marriage. That's fine. But what's interesting, and I did, I'm sure we covered this. I don't remember it, though. Reading on, in 2012, his mom was kidnapped in Maryland. Do you remember that? I do remember that, now that you say it. She was held only for... Well, only, two minutes is too long. She was held for 12 hours, and she just passed away a couple of years ago just reading his personal life on Wikipedia, and I did Google it, and it came up in the Associated Press. So, I mean, it, I didn't remember that I story. do remember that. 2012. Man. Crazy kidnapped. stuff. That's a weird... I feel like kidnapping went on a lot, a lot more back in the day. Uh, it's not... Yeah, well, you got cameras everywhere now, thankfully, so hopefully it doesn't happen nearly as much, if ever. It should never happen. Yeah, I feel like hitchhiking and kidnapping, very big in the 70s. You think kidnapping... Uh, not kidnapping. You think hitchhiking still a thing in, like, I don't know, Idaho? Yeah. I still think people... With the stick and the handkerchief and the I don't know that far, in. just uh, <laughs> uh, holding a sign. My uncle told me, my Uncle Pete... He told me he used to pick up hitchhikers. Was he a gym teacher in the 70s? <laughs> he was not. <laughs> he goes, no, but people used to pick up hitchhikers. Like, he'd help people yeah. get down the road. Mm-hmm. Weird. Very weird. Where I are would... you going? Wherever you're going. Hop in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. That's got a great ending. Very bizarre. Oof. But I bet you many hitchhikings went fine. I'm sure they did. But the other ones ended up on the ID channel, and you've watched all the documentaries. Yes. <laughs> But if you're a, a serial killer, man, you were just looking for a hitchhiker. Yeah. I'll pass. You'll pass hitchhiking and picking up a hitchhiker. Yeah, and being a serial, serial killer. Yeah, All of those. Uh, same with me, yeah. Jerry. Right. Uh, another weird uh, lawsuit involving Tyree Kill. This guy's life is like... What happened to him now? Man, Jerry, I'm all flimmed up. 
You get um, old. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. This Tyree Kill, just think of the things he's he's been through, right? Just within the past year. First of all, was the divorce stuff true or not true? Because I feel like that just went away. Yeah, he says not true, still happily married. Okay. There was like a slight resolution to that where it's like, oh, all misunderstanding, all the right. paperwork, all good. But something okay. clearly was up with that. Got it. He had children with two different women, then married a third woman. Right. His multi-million dollar house caught fire. Yeah. He was in trouble for smacking somebody uh, at a uh, where he he was keeping his boat. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, had an altercation. Chaos. Yep, yep, yep. Now what? Now what? now, a let me get the specifics on this, Jerry. A thirty-five-year-old woman who is a social media influencer, oh, go. and she claims friend of Tyree Kill. She's a little thick, Jerry. She's a just a little bit of a thicker girl. Is there a, is there relevance? Yeah, I, I to believe that, it is relevant. Okay. I believe it is relevant. <laughs> it's always relevant to me, Jerry. <laughs> hey, that's so. <laughs> she was doing football drills with him. Okay, I guess for social media. Okay. And she claims that uh, he didn't like that she got the best of him in some sort of pushing situation, mm-hmm. to which he then, like, ran her over and fractured her leg. He got very aggressive. And she's suing, but get this, Jerry. Ay, 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 yeah. She's only suing for $50,000. So for the medical bills, perhaps. Maybe she thinks if I only sue for fifty, fifty grand, he'll just, like, get... I want this to go it's away. Possi- it's very possible. Where if you were suing for like $2 million. Although I will tell you, listening to Chad Oshosinko and Shannon Sharp, the way they break down the money and the way players spend it, I don't know what type of life Tyreek Hill lives Yeah, uh, in terms of the way he spends his money. Eh, writing $50,000 checks is not going to be uh, good for your long-term you know, financial longevity. Not a yeah. great idea. Yeah, but this woman, I like she got. I, she was doing some sort of drills, man. And she got the best of them on one, and he didn't like that. You know what's interesting about that though? That number, the yeah. fifty thousand. He fights it. What are his lawyer bills going to be? Over fifty thousand dollars. I don't know if they are. or They aren't. But I would think close to it. So you, you know what? You're probably right. Maybe she had an attorney that came up with a number that said, you know what? He is never going to say no to this. Her name is Sophie Hall, Jerry, and maybe she's not a full-figured gal. She might just have large breasts. I may have I may have uh, looked at her incorrectly. Sophie Hall. Sophie Hall, Jerry. She's a uh, a British-born influencer. Okay, I'm, I'm let's taking... take a look at her, Jerry, because yes. I feel like I called her a full-figured gal, and maybe she is, and maybe she's just a uh... no, not to feel. Oh like no, you, she's a full-figured gal, Jerry. She's got a big butt, a very large butt, <laughs> like abnormally large butt for the rest of her body. She's uh, no wonder why she was able to put him on his ass. I feel like that's been a, become a thing. Large butts. Yes, yeah. you know that, right? I mean, right? Having, yeah. having girls gone in for injections. Yeah, but have implants. bigger butts. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, not uh, me neither. By the way, you see how many uh, Instagram followers that she does have? How many? Take a guess. She I'm calls say, herself a social media influencer. I'm saying you're going to call yourself a social media influencer. You've got to have a minimum of half a million people. Well, she has dwarfed that. She's got 2.1 million. Nice. 2.1 million. There's a lot of people out there, Jerry, like a big butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 2.1 million of them. (laughs) And I like big butts and I cannot lie. Remember that song, Jerry? That was awesome. Yes, I do remember that song. All right, so I'm rooting for a Tyreek Hill on this one. I don't like that this woman knocked him on his butt. He's a football player. Like we just figured out, he's going to lose regardless. He's either going to have to pay his attorney upwards of Thirty or forty thousand dollars, probably, 
or he's going to write a check to this woman for $50,000. But here's the thing. If you're a professional athlete and a non-professional athlete wants to get involved in some sort of physical activity with you, you can't do it because they're going to sue you. Yes, you're not wrong. But he did, and now she's got him over a barrel. I mean, or you got a spot. You, you got to sign an agreement. And be like, listen, I'll compete football against you. This is what you want to do for your social yeah, media. I don't, I don't know how great those little agreements written on a piece of paper are. Yeah, unless they're actually, you know, uh, put together by a real attorney. Yeah, like I, I remember seeing a. Uh, it was either one of the Jackass movies or the Jackass TV shows, but Johnny Knoxville wanted to return kicks against NFL players, right? And they would kick him the ball, and then they would just drill. He actually dude. did it. Oh yeah, he was getting crushed. I forget which uh, players uh, were in on this, but there was one where also where he wanted to go catch pass across the middle, and, and you guys were just get dr- lit up, <laughs> just drilling them. You so know, it's great. funny you say that because when I started doing Columbia football in 2006, and then I started working on our show in 08, and then full time in 09. Yeah. Remember talking to Craig, and Craig said, it would be great if you actually attended a practice in uniform. Right. And I remember talking to Norris Wilson about it, the head coach, and he looked at me. He goes, are you out of your mind? I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm at the time I was in shape. I'm not anymore. But I was in probably the best shape I had been in in my adult life at that time. And I was like, why? I can run around with these kids and embarrass myself. He goes, yes. He goes, but you don't understand how fast big and strong they really are. You know, you're watching it from the press booth. You don't think anything of it. He goes, just do me a favor. Come down on the sideline when we have a full um, full contact practice. I went down there for one practice. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. It's very aggressive. They're huge. Yeah. And they're flying to the football, and the impact is nuts. And that's Ivy League football. Could you imagine NFL football? Well, that's, yeah. Like, if you go even to, like, Giants or Jets camp, and you're able to get close enough to the fence or wherever to see, like, it's, a, it's, it's a, no joke. It's a pop. Yes. We sit there and talk about them as we're watching on TV. Oh, get up. You're fine. Yeah. You go take that hit. Yeah, you might so, be dead. So this happened actually with the UCLA football team. Johnny Knoxville really? did this with you. Yeah. Oh, I got to go watch this now. Yeah. He was, uh, it did not go well. He was getting pumped. Well, it went very well. It went very well for them. Now I want to see when Johnny Knoxville catches passes. Mm-mm-mm. This would be something. A blindside hit. Yes. I'd be very interested in seeing this. Johnny Knoxville, yeah. yeah. So there's videos online. You can see Johnny Knoxville going across the middle, getting popped. And he is still alive? Oh, by uh, Jared Allen. Hit him. Okay. Is he still alive? He is. Alive and well, Jared. All right, good for him. He's doing terrific. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I see we got another uh, weird thing going on with a college basketball game. We had a court storming uh, in that Duke game where that dude, uh, yeah, what, what's, that dude got what hurt. What else happened? This was Texas beat Texas Tech last night. Okay. And fans... Now, during the game, there was a there was a review of a play, and fans there were throwing water bottles onto the court. Oh, idiots! As really the refs were reviewing just the play, idiots. All right, no more bottles, no more water bottles at games. What can we give people that they won't throw that they can? I eat? think what you would, I think what you could do, you would have to go to paper cups. What if we just had water fountains all around? Well, so what? A lot of places you're. I know you're laughing. Mm. But what a lot of arenas have now are water fountains with filters, and they mm-hmm. tell you basically how many bottles that you're saving as you're filling up, okay. refilling your cup or your bottle. I think maybe you're getting to a point where you sell a paper cup. If you want water, there's the – and, and st- I know they make money on the bottled water, but how much do cups cost? 
Maybe you maybe you sell paper cups and you want water, go fill it up at the fountain. And there's numerous fountains in these arenas. It's not like there's one. They're all over the place in some cases. Because other than that, I don't know what you do. They, you know, hockey games, I think at hockey games, they take the caps off bottles so you yeah. can't throw the cap, the caps on the ice. Yeah, they do it, I think, at a lot of places. They yeah. remove the cap. I don't like it. Still throw the bottle. I don't know what the answer is other than paper cups because you can't throw a paper cup. It doesn't go anywhere. Right. You also think that making the waters and drinks so expensive that they wouldn't throw the bottles. We're idiot. We're first of all the fact that we spend seven dollars on a bottle of water. Yeah. Morons. Twenty dollars on a beer. Idiots. So the fact that we're not going to spend it and throw it. Why not? You know what? I went to the Sphere in Las Vegas. Yeah. I got a beer there. And all the beers were served in these cups mm-hmm. that were, you you returned, they were like a plastic, a, a thick, heavy-duty plastic cup. Mm-hmm. And when you were done, you returned it into a recycling thing. No, it's cool. But it was, it, it would get used again in that. Yeah, just they clean it and use it again. Yeah, just clean and use it again. That's not a bad idea. That's pretty good. But a plastic cup, now, you, again, not a bottle, you could throw that, though. Yeah, you could throw a plastic. But how about this? How about we don't act like animals? That's another thing we could I, do. I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand. So you're saying, to Jerry, instead of being angry at something on a court and heaving a water bottle, you say just, how about you don't heave the water bottle? Just do the chant they do in every building. Ref, you suck. That's fine. That's you're nice. making your point. Yeah. You don't need to be throwing stuff. You don't, you don't need because to be throwing. Because if you're seeing, there's cameras everywhere. I guarantee you, if you are found on one of these cameras, on one of these um, videos, yeah. throwing a bottle onto the court or the ice or the field, you're getting banned. Yeah, you, you hear what that, you're banned. What is the point? I, I just, I don't understand. I know they're, I don't know if they're kids or not. I would think mostly kids that did yeah. this. But then again, adults act like animals too. People get all jacked up at these games. Yeah, it's, and it's not all, it's not all the alcohol either. We're just crazy. Yeah. And, Terrible, really is. I'm gonna heave this water. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't court. see that. That's, yeah, that's awful. Oh yeah, it was very awful, Jerry. Okay. And uh, I also saw that regarding the uh, the the Duke. I forget what who was Duke. Who did Duke lose to? Oh, cow. Uh, who they lose to? I don't remember. Yeah. When this what about court it? storming happened? Yeah. It was. Uh, so I saw Chris Canty on ESPN is is getting some heat because he said that he was sort of blaming the Duke player. In what way? Like you got to know this is coming. You got to get off the court in a in a quicker fashion. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> I've been around these. It happens fast. Yeah. And if you're in the middle of the court when the final buzzer goes off and they just go, there's nothing you can do. It was Wake Forest that he reminds me. He's uh, correct. That Wake great. Forest upset Duke. All the people come on the court. This uh, this kid on Duke gets run over, and Chris Candy's like, get out the way. Now I didn't see the video. Maybe there was time. I don't there know. Really, wasn't. but in most cases, there's not. It happens very quickly. Plus, you want if you hit a buzzer beater, Jerry. Yeah, you want to celebrate on the court. Yes, we. Yeah, you know I understand what I mean? the players. He, right, he's so talking I, about, but the losing team get the hell off. Oh, the losing. Oh, right, he lost. No, the the winning team celebrate. They're jumping oh, up see, and down yes. too. Good point. It's the losing team on the road get out before the students get there. But it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. And in some of these arenas, there's only one way to go. So, if they're coming at you, where are you going? I would duck and cover. You got well. You duck. You're gonna get trampled. Don't duck. That's true. Keep your head above water. Let's just start swinging, Jerry. Quick break <laughs> as he's swinging away. But by the way, I didn't even know your dog's here. She is not she very quiet. Peep. She's Pretty sleeping, good. Jerry. Pretty good. You know why? She just ate the farmer's dog. She did. She's doing. No, all she's right. all relaxed. Five thirty-eight. We got more's to do's and Boomer and Geo at six on the fan.
You know what is so amazing that you're playing this? I don't think I've heard this song in 20, no joke, in 20 years. Really? Driving to Manhattan on Saturday. Yes, I came into Manhattan on Saturday. This song popped up when I was listening to, I don't even know what station. I'm like, man, I haven't heard this in a long time. And you just played it. Great tune. How weird. I love the intro. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Very strange. So where was this Joe Shane uh, situation where he talked to the media? Was this <laughs> the combine? <laughs> Come on. This Al. was at the combine? Did you not listen to the show at all yesterday? <laughs> no, no. I knew there was a combine. I yeah. didn't know. But it looked like it was like a sit-down situation. It is. Why is he talking at the combine? Because it's an availability as okay. they're getting ready to assess players on the draft. And this is every single year, mm-hmm. the GM and or the coach okay. will get to talk to the media. So did you find anything that he no. said intriguing? No. Nothing? Nothing. I was kind of intrigued by his Daniel Jones comments. In what way? Well, I thought he said everything I expected him to say. Okay. Well, he said he was talking about Daniel Jones uh, coming off three injuries in two years. Yep. Something they have to consider and, and look at through free agency. No doubt. I never. I, I feel like I didn't really hear them talk about potentially looking at a quarterback in the draft. You have to. Yeah, you do have to. But you, I, you got two neck injuries and an ACL. I don't know how you couldn't. And I don't think you would be. First of all, I don't think you ever want to take anything off the table. Yeah. Just because you're, let's see, this is February, a couple of months away from the draft. You've got a top 10 pick. You never know who's listening, who might want to move up, where you could get a haul for your pick, or you might want to move up. Who knows? So the idea that they would be thinking about a quarterback in any way, shape, or form to me, I don't know how you wouldn't. Like, how could you possibly go into a season? Like, the Jets went into their season last year with Aaron Rodgers with no backup quarterback, and they got burned badly Oh, yeah. Now, the Giants had Tyrod Taylor, and he played well this year um, when he wasn't injured. How could you not go into the season with a quarterback that's been injured now as much as he has been, and his one of his big attributes is the way he can run with the football as part of his um, you know, arsenal, as they say? How could you not think about a quarterback? So you have to. Two neck injuries and an ACL, you said? How yeah, do I not remember that? He had that? ACL surgery. Man, I'm trying to think if I'm on defense, whether I would – try to work the neck or work the ACL, which is more injury prone. Depends on where you tackle them. I probably go neck. You go high, you work the neck. You go yeah. low, you work the leg. And if you do a combo tackle, you got one guy work the neck, one guy work the leg. Yeah. I thought to me it was, you know what? I would, yeah, but I don't even think the Saquon Barkley stuff was surprising where he's like, we don't want to franchise tag him, but you know what? It's not off the table. He left it. I don't know. He said a lot without saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's true. He said, especially with the Saquon stuff, it seemed like everything is on the table. Yeah. He seemed surprised at the increase in the uh, salary cap, I guess the amount. I think a lot of people were, yeah, yeah. And he said that, that leaves us with, with a, could change what we do with Saquon Barkley and other things going forward. Yeah, for sure. I say they take that extra money and just put it on Daniel Jones' contract. Just give him all the money, Jerry. No, why not? Let's give him everything. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they want to do let's that. Let's take a, that extra thirty mil or whatever you got, and let's just drop that on another Daniel Jones extension. Of Here's what they're not going to do: they're neck. not going to give Daniel Jones any more money. Daniel, that I'm pretty sure of. Daniel Jones out a roll out there with a big neck brace on just for protection. All right, here are the list of the Daniel Jones injuries. Oh, okay. All right. So we know about um, the ACL, which mm-hmm. we talked about. We've got. 
the cervical neck strain. Oh, nice. Which sounds just That sounds terrible. Terrible. Yep. Um, you've got dee, 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 uh, concussion in 2021, hamstring injury in 2020, ankle injury in 2020. Um, so Man, I, this guy's injury prone. Well, that's that's what we've been saying. But that's like, the problem. Like, if you're an injury prone guy like he is, then you don't run. Because every but time not, that guy runs, and I know, even, I don't know that he's gotten all these injuries from running. Oh, you get these injuries from. Some guys are injury prone. You get sacked, you get tackled, you get injured, which comes back to the conversation we had yesterday about Eli Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning got sacked plenty of times, but it's almost like learning how to take the sack. Tom Brady, how many times do we see Tom Brady not extend a play, but instead go down right before the big hit? Like, he can't be a hero. Right. He's Eli Manning must have been, maybe he trained with those jackass guys we were just talking about. Maybe. Because they say in order to prevent injuries, you've got to not... Like your body's thought when you're dropped back in the pocket and a, a dude's about to crush you, your body tenses up because it knows it's going to get hit. Correct. The jackass guys, and maybe this is what Eli Manning did, they trained their brains to relax upon getting hit, mm-hmm. their, to relax their body so you don't get the, uh, the, the damage because you're not all tensed up. Or you just go down before you hit. That's the Tom Brady move. That does help too, yes. I remember... I, I don't remember exactly what year it was. I would say it was either 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. And I remember doing one of the summer shows when the guys were off and we were talking about NFL quarterbacks, like would you want them, would you not want them over who you have here. And I remember Lamar Jackson's name came up. And I'll never forget sitting there saying, like, I think Lamar Jackson is ultra-talented, but I wouldn't want him as my quarterback because I would be worried that he's going to get basically – killed on the field yeah. because he runs so much. And he's not, you know, he wasn't Dante Culpepper in terms of his size at the time. Maybe he's gotten a little thicker now, but at the time he was a thinner quarterback, fast as lightning, and we knew how talented he was. But I'm like, I don't want that guy because I'm worried on every play, i got to be worried that he's going to be out for the season. Yes. Now, he's done a great job. He hasn't gotten injured. Daniel Jones has been an injury a minute. Yeah, I think about that every time Daniel Jones runs with yeah, the ball. Yeah, I know. Especially the designed runs. Because I'm like, you're designing this for this dude to go get hit. Well, uh, because, he, first of all, he is a big guy. You saw that when you met him. He's not, he is big, Jerry. He's not 5'11", 190 pounds. Like, he is a big human being. And I think he should be built to take that. That's what he does. They are football players at the end of the day. Like we sit there, that's the the only thing I would say to kind of contradict myself a little bit in terms of the way I was talking about Lamar Jackson. But again, it was more the size to me at the time and the way he ran. Um, you know, we sit there and talk about a quarterback taking a hit or two or three. Meantime, we give the running back the ball 35 times a game. They get leveled all over the place, and we don't want to give them any money. Why can't a quarterback wear like what uh, Steve Grogan used to wear, Jerry? They can. That's they don't. It. But no one does it. No one does it. Or even even linebackers, Brian Urlacher used yeah. to wear that big neck brace. That's intimidating do to me. For, for a it's linebacker, a great look, isn't it? When the linebacker yep. has that on, it's a very good look. Yeah, Kinda. quarterback. It's funny when the linebacker has it on, it looks like I'm going to do damage on you. When the quarterback has it on, it looks like please don't hurt me. What did you think of the Joe Theismann face mask? Like, did you think that's dweeby looking, or did you think, look at this guy? He's no. not worried about getting uh, hit in the face. I would say I, I looked at it dweeby looking. Yeah, so did I. 
I liked more like the Roger Stallback, the two, the yeah. two, but it wasn't much far off from Joe Theismann. No, but that was more standard. But that one bar, man, either your jaw or your nose is wide open to get very exposed. I think he used to punt in college. I think that's what. That's why he, he started wearing it. it. Mm-hmm. I would Danny feel like, White punted. He didn't wear one bar. I would feel like if I was a wide receiver, the one bar wouldn't get in the way from your vision. Neither do the two bars because they're down by your mouth, not your eyes. I see. Interesting. <laughs> now they hmm. do. Some of them wear shields now. Yeah, they see. I don't fine. think that's fair. When Why? to wear the um, the the sunglasses shield? Because mm-hmm. part of me in my game is reading your eyes, which would be a mistake. You read the waist. Oh, that's what you're. I remember Man. in Pop Warner and in high school, you read, read the waist. You read the waist because the hips don't lie. But don't the cornerbacks, when they see the receiver's eyes go wide, they know the ball's yes. coming? Yes. Jerry, uh, I'm an I eye think, guy. I think in that per, case you read In that case, you're right. I'm talking about making a tackle oh, yeah. and following the guy with right. the ball. Like Stare They always way. say the running back, you know, you read the eyes or whatever. You could do it. But the hips don't lie. Man, you, you can juke with your head, the shoulders, the hips ain't going anywhere. Man, Jerry, you are reciting Shakira lyrics right now. <laughs> the Those SIM. hips don't lie, Jerry. <laughs> Quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo on this lovely Wednesday. Right now, Bart Winker with the NBA Stretch Run. Odyssey Sports. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Five minutes to go. Boomer and Geo standing by. What would you say for the end, Al? Oh, I'm not sure, Jerry. A couple NFL notes for you, if you'd like. I guess uh, the Jets' chances of getting Devontae Adams don't look very good now. No, uh, Tab, we knew that last week. Yes. We did? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, we've known that for a while. After Antonio Pierce got the job, we kind of right. figured that, that right. uh, he's going to stay there. But Man. Yeah, we'll see. Everybody we'll see. liked him. See, McCall Hardman said he checked out on the Jets. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> he was on a podcast, yeah? He was, of course. The Who's pivot. not on a podcast? But here's the thing. The Pivot podcast, I feel like I heard of that one. Yeah, because we probably played something Yeah, from I feel it. like you've played this stuff from Pivot Who's podcast. Who's the Pivot podcast? I don't remember. I did like that the newspapers were all over the Aaron Andrews thing that, that was uh, we had yesterday. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we heard about it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, a lot of times things go like this, Jerry. They go awful announcing... To WFAN, to the newspaper. Right. Or WFAN, to awful announcing, to the newspaper. Yes. This, yeah. is, the, this is the news this cycle. This is the way it goes, correct. This, this is the news cycle we're up against. Then I saw Mike Evans might wind up with the Chiefs. That seems unfair. I See, I just read that Mike Evans wants to, he's going to get a long-term deal. He wants to play his entire career with the Bucks. I just read that Sunday. Jerry, who are our sources? This one I read I don't this know. morning. I, I don't know. That's a, I don't like, like, it was like when Tom Brady got Randy Moss. Like, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? It's free agency. That's what the game is now. Yeah, but it's like, it feels like what? all the good teams shouldn't get all the good players. The good the good players want to win, so they go to the good teams. I suppose, Why does he, he doesn't want to go to the Panthers? No. <laughs> no one wants to go to the Panthers. It's true. Jerry, look at me. I got dogs all up in my business You're right double now. fisting the dogs. What? You are. Your left hand on Whimsy. Your right yeah. hand's on uh, 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 Gavin. What's, I'm this sorry, is Jewish. Elvis. Elvis. Gavin. Gavin. Where the hell did Gavin come from? Gavin's not a dog name, Jerry. Good That's Lord. a person's name. Why is that not a dog's name? I don't know. What's this wrong my, with Gavin? Gavin. Come on, Gavi. This is my dog, a good name. Gavin. And by the way, for anybody... WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.